Hi guys, I wanted to start this episode by just um, adding two things that did not get recorded when um, today's guest and I sat down. And the first is that today I have on Mel Salicki, who is my beloved husband. And at the end of every guest interview, I've been doing an appreciation, um, just trying to really honor who they are and the gifts that they bring to the world. And at the end of this interview, I don't get a chance to do that. And partly because we had our hour blocked out and I had a client coming um, right when we were finished recording. So as we go to end, we're kind of, um, we run out of time. And so I didn't get a chance to tell to tell him in front of you guys how much I love him, how proud I am of him for doing this work, for showing up, for being involved, for being open and willing to share. I mean, Mel is super private, you guys, super private. And I am very public. <laughs> I'm very honest and straightforward and open with my life. I always, 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 always have been. And I just want to honor the man that he is, spending the past 20 years with him, watching him grow and evolve and learn. Um, it's been beautiful, not always easy. And, you know, we don't really talk about the difficult times in today's episode. So I'm hoping he'll come back on and kind of share his reflection and his side, um, because I do think this relationship piece is such a big part of our healing and our wholeness and being real about what's happening in our inner life, in our world. So I hope that he'll come back and do that part with us. Also, I wanted to give him appreciation because Mel is actually the founder, the the creator of the actual original name Little Om, L-I-L-O-M-M. And many moons ago, when I was a teacher, um, I wanted to start a kid's yoga clothing company. And so we were sitting around with our graphic designer friend talking about uh, what to call the kid's clothing. And we came up, Mel came up with Little Ohm. And when we went to go open the studio many years later, he said, hey, you already, you already have that name Little Ohm from the LLC you created for the kids yoga line. So why don't you just use that? And it was great and it stuck and it's still with me and it will be growing and evolving in 2019. I can't wait to tell you about all of that, but just super fun. And I just really wanted to honor him. Okay. Hope you enjoy the episode. Please, please send us questions. Pleasance at littleohm.com. Or um, you can go to our website, littleohm.com, and do contact me there. Um, but I'd love to hear from you around your relationships, what you think, what what you learned about this, what was helpful, what wasn't helpful, and what other questions you have. Also, if you're using the Anchor app, you can actually do an audio recording question, which I would love to hear your voice. That would be super fun. So um, you can also do that. All right. Thanks so much and take care. Enjoy the episode. Hi guys, it's Pleasance here, and I'm super nervous about today's guest because it's someone who is really, really private. It's someone who does not usually speak publicly about his inner life or his spiritual life or his um, practices that he does, but today's guest is none other than my beloved husband and partner of over 20 years, which makes me literally laugh because I can't believe we're old enough to have been together for 20 years, Mel Salicki. Mel, say hi. Hello. And I was thinking this morning, because you guys know I always kind of like visualize and meditate on the guests that I'm going to interview on the day. And I, when I met Mel, I was 19 and was really, really confused and lost and sick in a lot of ways. Um, 
I was really unhappy in my physical body. I was really overweight and uncomfortable. And um, I was definitely a wild girl, (laughs) to say the least. But I met Mel because I was working part-time at a real estate firm agency in town and he was working in mortgages and oh my goodness so Mel's five years older than I am and he walked in and I had the biggest crush on him I thought he was so cute and my palms would get sweaty and my heart rate would increase and every time he'd walk into the office do you remember this I'd get so nervous and blush that I'd have to go downstairs and go outside and smoke a cigarette in the garage (laughs) to deal with my discomfort because I was so I had such a crush on you and you were doing like such cool interesting things like flying to Miami for the weekend with the boys and oh you just lived this life that I um really dreamed and like admired and um pretty shortly after probably about a year after we met I would say you asked me out and We basically have been together ever since that first date, um, which was in November of, I don't even remember now what the year was, 1998, something like that. Um, And things are a little different now. (laughs) Not much. I mean, I still fly to Miami on the weekends. Yes, very different. Things are a little different. And so I wanted Mel to come on and talk about um, some of the changes and shifts that I've seen in him over the past few years because um, I'm really proud of him. Um, He developed a meditation practice, which I want him to talk about, and a gratitude practice. So Mel Salicki, welcome to the Soulful Self-Care Sessions. Thank you. Um, Okay, so tell me a little about why you started a meditation practice and what it looks like for you and same why you started a gratitude practice and what it looks like for you so with meditation gratitude has been more within the last year or so um but meditation um i've been pretty consistent uh for almost three years um i am more of a learner and researcher so to get things going I really have to dive into something and make sure it's the right thing for me and it's something that I always looked at for for years and you know I saw you doing it for many many years prior to me doing it and eventually I said okay it's it's my time and you got from what I remember fairly frustrated with me because I went and did a course on it instead of talking to you about it Um, and that frustrated you because you had always told me this is something I should do. Um, but, uh, as, as a lot of people out there, I would assume that, you know, you've got to do it the way you want to do it. So, um, I took a meditation class. It was TM. Um, it wasn't worth the money. Um, Russell Simmons did a book a year later. So I'm basically said, here's exactly how to do it. Uh, and, um, you know, you can save a lot of, of money and not have to go through it, but it worked for me. Um, so TM is typically two, two times a day, 20 minutes a day. And, and I did that for a little bit of time, but I found that it was really hard for me to, con- to be consistent with it. Um, so I basically, um, it was some point in January or, or something where I found an app, uh, through one of my blogs, um, called way of life. And basically you put in there the, the daily habits you want to do or the goals you're trying to achieve and, and you're basically doing check marks each day you do it. So I started doing that and it has been since I started, I have meditated for 900, whoops, 958 days in a row for at least 10 minutes a day. Um, so, and then that's my goal. My goal is at least 10 minutes. Um, if sometimes I'll do more, um, sometimes I'll do less. There's no set time. It doesn't have to be first thing in the morning. It doesn't have to be Hmm. at the end of the day. It's just, I've got to get it in. Mm -hmm. Um, and it makes me, you know, I think a better, more calmer person. If I know I'm going into a stressful meeting with a client or something, I might do it prior to that. Um, if I can do it longer, great, but I tend to find 
when I try to meditate for more than 15 minutes, I end up almost falling asleep, which is fine, but it, to me, it's not, not giving me what I need. Um, and then on the uh, journaling and, and um, uh, you know, gratitude portion of it, um, I basically made a goal this past year. Um, I don't have my book in front of me, but I think I'm on day 225 or 230. Um, and I basically committed to just, you know, journaling for, you know, a couple minutes, five, ten minutes a day. And basically I do kind of a diary of what happened that day or how I'm feeling, you know, anything important um, that, that went on or thoughts that I'm having. And then I do three um, things that I'm grateful for. Um, and it's never, you know, there's some days when it's, you know, silly things like I'm grateful for tacos. I'm grateful <laughs> for, um, you know, pizza or, or whatever it is. I'm grateful for, um, the pool. Um, so it doesn't have to be something spiritual or, you know, oh my God, this has changed my life. Cause that's just not the reality of life. Um, so um, but that's been challenging for me. It's been challenging to, to do it every day, um, whereas meditation is, and you know, Pleasants can speak of this, um, if it's 11 o'clock and we might be having you know, friends over or something or we're on vacation and I look at my watch and I'm like, shit, I have not done my meditation yet, I leave the room and mm -hmm. I go do it. Mm -hmm. And that's the same for reading too. I Reading, I read every day for a minimum of 30 minutes and I think I'm on day nine, 985 of that. Um, so... Um, it can be more, it can be, you know, but it has to be a minimum of, of 30 for the reading as well. And it's anything, but, you know, as Pleasance will probably tell you, it's pr pretty much biographies, business, um, things like that. Why do you, why did you start, like, the reading, the journaling, and the meditation? What was the, I just want to back up a little bit that Mel and I, when we met, um, we were obviously very young and really liked to go out and hang out with our friends and drink and party. And over the years, I, I, I took a very obviously spiritual sort of turn left um, and got more into yoga when I was teaching in DCPS. Sorry for the random loud noises that are now coming into our <laughs> recording. Um, but we're in our kitchen, so it's loud. Um, so I kind of turned left, and Mel, I want you to talk a little bit about what your perspective or your lens is, because I don't know how much uh, meditation, journaling, and reading for 30 minutes a day is part of mainstream adult male culture, because I don't live in that culture, and I don't read what you read and watch what you watch. And But in terms of spirituality and yoga, you're not a yoga guy, right? I mean, you would say that you're not. Uh, I just want people to get to the sense of how different we are. If you've ever seen Dharma and Greg, I often say we're very like Dharma and Greg. So from your perspective, why are these practices important? And well, why would someone do them? Well, I, I do like down dog. <laughs> That's about it. Um, but I do have a stretching program that I try to be consistent with and stuff. And I, I have a, you know, team of people that try to keep me together, both for chiropractic and massage and physical therapy. So, you know, being healthy is, is you know, is everything. And movement is, is, is everything um, as far as being able to do your daily stuff. Um, but as far mm -hmm. as meditation and, and, you know, what I do on a normal basis, is that a normal guy thing? Well, no, it's not. I mean, um, my business partner is a fantastic guy, and um, you know, most of the guys I work with, uh, I'm not sure how much everyone knows, but you know, I'm kind of in the construction development industry and stuff, uh, more from a management standpoint. But um, you know, the guys I work with and the women I work with, they're really not into uh, meditation and spirituality and, and, and I'm not spiritual by any means. I really don't feel I'm spiritual meditation. While I guess would be considered spiritual meditation helps me become a better business mm -hmm. person, a better father, a better husband. Um, you know, at least I hope. And, uh, it, it's, it's more self care for me. Mm -hmm. um, well-being, well-being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Meditation, a great example. I mean, you know, while a lot of guys don't probably do it, I, you know, the average guy, and, and I think a lot of guys that probably do do it, 
don't want to say they do it because they don't want to be judged as mm-hmm. some woo-woo type stuff. But mm-hmm. the reality is over the last, if you look at over the last three, four, five years, you know, it comes out as who's, you know, some of your top guys are, are out mm-hmm. there, top women out there are, you know, are meditating every day, you know, from your Ray Dahlia to your um, Tim Ferriss mm-hmm. to Howard Stern to, you know, a broad spectrum of, of, of people. Um, and a lot of them will say that, you know, their success is based on that. And I know that, you know, when I wasn't meditating, when it wasn't every single day and it would be like, okay, meditate a few days here, forget a day, there was definitely a change. Um, and I can't pinpoint exactly what that change is. Mm -hmm. It just makes you calmer in situations. Mm -hmm. And I'm in situations all the time with emotional clients that are dealing with their own home and these guys are and women are type a personalities attorneys lawyers you know attorneys Mm -hmm. uh, ceos business people and they are just charged Mm -hmm. and i have to be able to sit there and take such you know take abuse sometimes and it's okay that's what i'm good at that's what i do i i eat shit every day Mm -hmm. um and um some people may take that as why would you do that well that's the business i'm in and that's something I found that I'm actually really good at and it's okay the struggle is is what's important um you know anytime you reach a goal I, I myself personally when I reach that goal it's like okay what's the next goal and it's it's not about getting to the it's that struggle to get to the goal mm-hmm. um and again the meditation helps the reading helps but you know I, I think you it's very hard in this day and age of technology and just go, go, go. If you don't have some kind of a practice, you're, you're just going to burn out and mm-hmm. die. So pretty much. Um, I mean, literally that's what we're seeing right over and over with all of these autoimmune and the diseases and the stuff. I think one of the things that we're both, um, like there's a lot of ways that we're obviously different, but there's also so many ways where we're so alike and we have all these passions that are, that intersect with health and well-being um it's just sometimes the teacher or the author or the contributor looks different my people versus your people but they say the same and now there's so much overlap between our books and we're sharing all these books and information and that for me has been really awesome to see us evolve uh if you remember the libraries that we had in our first home uh looked very different right and the titles were very different <laughs> And now there's much more overlap. And I think that's because of mainstream wellness and well-being at a holistic level. Yeah, I I think it's, you know, if you're asking me from a point of view of a listener, you know, how do I get my husband to um, to listen to people I think would be of interest to him or, you know, to Mm -hmm. to help him grow and stuff. Um, I think the way to, to do it, and as you've said things are more mainstream is, you know, podcasts are great for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I have probably, I looked on my phone before this, I probably have 15 podcasts that I listen to consistently, Mm -hmm. um, in the car, at the gym, you know, wherever I'm at, at night. Um, and they're all over the place, you know? So if you sat and looked at them, there's probably five or six on real estate that you would never have any desire whatsoever to listen to. And Mm -hmm. just as (laughs) if I looked at yours and saw, you know, Mm -hmm. Thich Mahan Thich Nhat Hanh. does 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 yoga and play the ukulele. I'm, that's just not of interest to me whatsoever, and it's not anything against that Any person teacher, or right? you know that that's something that that you you love. It's just like you know how to finance owner finance real estate or buy non performing notes is of absolutely no interest to you. Nor right. would I try to put it. However, there are some things that I would say. You know, if someone out there is like, well, how, you know, this could relate on meditation or something like that. There's a lot of guys out there like a Tim Ferriss or Ben Greenfield um, or Dad's Edge or Mind Pump where these guys are, you know, these guys are jack guys. These guys are, you know, high performance people, um, not just in athletics, but in in business and, you know, some of their um, uh, speakers or some of the guys they have on or women that they have on. Are a lot of the same ones that are on your yeah you totally. know, on your podcast. Yeah. However, it's done in a different. It's done in their format. So yeah. if there's someone you really like, let's say someone JJ Virgin or someone like that comes out with an amazing book or, or something or Sarah Blakely, and it's on one of your podcasts, you know, again, if it's Thick Mahant, your husband's not going to listen to that. It's just not going to happen. Um, not because it doesn't love you, doesn't want to listen. It's like this is of no interest. But if you 
Google and, or if you mm-hmm. go on Apple iTunes and you do that person, you know, if they're promoting something, they're on 15, 20, 30 mm-hmm. other podcasts and you're going to find that and say, hey, you know, I, and do a screenshot. You don't have to listen to Tim Ferriss if you don't want to, but do a sc- screenshot and hey, I listened to this and I thought it was mm-hmm. great and here you go. Um, so there's other ways to, you know, to get them to, to yeah, do that. Yeah, I love that. And it's, and it's also learning, you know, how does, how does your husband or significant other think? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I know that that is big on yours is doing like an Enneagram test or something where that's, it's fantastic. But if I'm a, a guy that's not really looking to improve or doesn't realize he wants to improve or, you know, help a relationship, if you come to me and said, honey, I really want you to take an Enneagram test. I'm like crystals and, <laughs> and taboo, whatever it is. Like, I don't want to listen. Why would I want to listen to woo woo? But if you, there's other ones out there that are very similar. So, you know, if you say, hey, you know, let's take a Colby test or let's take a DISC test. Well, these are things that they may have heard of through work. And it's, it's a very similar concept and it, and it can help you in the sense that it, it, it shows here's what, here's how I work. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to have your husband or you know, do a Colby test where it says, this is how this person works. Mm-hmm. Is it going to give you the emotional tie-ins of an Enneagram? It's it's not, mm-hmm. but it's a start, mm-hmm. and it's something that person may do. Um, you know, I, again, Colby. I don't think I don't know if you've ever taken one or not, but you know, my Colby is a seven three seven three. Now that means nothing to any of you, but if you look at it, it means I'm a quick start and I'm a study, but I am crap at follow up. I'm mm-hmm. crap at finishing, and it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so my areas of expertise are I can evaluate situations and get mm-hmm. them going. I can, um, and if my strong suit is is research and study, and that's probably why I listen to so many podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's probably why I read so much. But I'm really good at that's what I thrive on. Mm-hmm. So taking a test like that can really show you. Hey, here's what my significant other is mm-hmm. is really her strong suits and not so that you don't it gives you a way to present things to them you know for me with pleasance if she wants me to listen to something or give me a book that's all she has to do and yes I'll put it in my stack of 20 books but I will get to it <laughs> and I will read it um, you know over the last summer you know you know we're trying to improve our communication with our children and try not to be helicopter parents and trying to, you know, raise children that won't come back to live with us until they're 30. Um, and the books she's, you know, found and given are fantastic and, you know, I've learned a lot from them and stuff. So it's finding what they're good at. Um, so, you know, maybe someone else's husband is, loves YouTube, find YouTube channels or something like that. Um, I like what you're saying here in terms of how you present it and making sure because we live in a world right now where there's so many thought leaders and teachers who are using a number of platforms that finding one that feels low threat and high interest which is what you're saying Mm -hmm. youtube or a men's podcast if that's specifically you know you're you're thinking about getting your husband to listen to some things I love that idea of using the lens of who they are. The other thing I want to say is that Mel's, um, as you can probably hear, you know, I use Enneagram a lot for my female clients and for, again, the lens that I see the world through because it's relational and relationships. Um, But I did a blog post probably two years ago now called Self-Awareness Tools um, at the littleohms.com blog. And it has a huge list, human design. It has money. It has your, um, human, I think I said human by design. It has your, uh, Gretchen Rubin for tendencies. There's so many wonderful tools. They're all right. They're all good. They're all portals for doing what exactly what Mel just did, which is identify habits and patterns that are most relevant to him and really help him. So that's just one thing I want to highlight is the self-awareness piece that Enneagram brings is awesome, but so does Colby. So does all of these other layers and levels of archetypes. And then this at least gives you a platform to talk from. So Mel and I, he shows me his Colby and we can talk about it or he took Enneagram and we can talk about it in terms of what our children are and what's happening in our relationships. 
So, okay, so you kind of answered. So the last part of our interview today is around, I opened up to Thrivers some Q&A where I asked them to ask Mel anything. So you sort of already answered this one. I just want to reiterate in case there's anything you want to add. Um, How can you best engage your spouse if there's someone who doesn't like talking about spirituality or feelings? So we kind of just talked about that using your YouTubes or different podcasts or talking maybe even knowing who they are, right, helping them. But but also on that, just, you know, keep in mind that what I've found with your and I communication, and this is probably similar with a lot of other women, is, you know, by the time you're trying to get me to do something, you're committed to it, and you're like, this is it, this is what I want to do, whereas you're presenting it to me for the first time, and mm-hmm. most guys aren't going to do something the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to give you the reaction, so... Don't get upset when they're like, oh, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they don't care. It doesn't mean that the person doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that they won't listen to it. But how much? How many times did you have to you know, go to the Thrive website or research something mm-hmm. to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. So you're committed, but your, your significant other is just learning about it. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's, it's just like sales. It's not – I call someone up, hey – some of your house, you know, I'm going to tear it down. Well, it's probably not going to work that first time. I've got to touch them seven, eight, nine, ten times. I've had people that have been interacted, interacted with for, you know, years before they, before they go in. And so you just have to understand that it's it not, takes it's time, not going to be instantaneous. Saying. Right. You've got to be, sometimes it will be. There's some things, you know, if you know, that will be very instantaneous, but most of the time, no. So just understand that. And, and please don't say, well, Pleasant's husband does this. Yeah, don't say, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't want to be in a grocery store and someone's like, dude. <laughs> Rolling their eyes at you. Just saying. Yeah. Um, what, okay, so you sort of said some, but can you give us the top three? What books, blogs, or podcasts did Mel find easiest and most relatable when he first started diving into learning more about the things that you study, but I would say that we study. Um, so mine are going to be nothing compared to what yours are. Right. Um, that's what so, we want to know what yours are. What so did you find easiest and most relatable? When I f- first started to where I am now, or probably com- there's very few that are, you know, that are the same. But right now, um, the ones that I, I find that have a broad mix between, let's call it spirituality and learning about a man's self and, you know, you know, being a better father and stuff, but Mm -hmm. also related to other things. It's not just that. Um, I would say is mind pump. Um, Mm -hmm. mind pump is, um, three guys, um, and they're all different kind of backgrounds. Um, you know, their speakers are anywhere from professional athletes to, um, a great podcaster, uh, sex with Emily. Um, you know, it's been on for the last, uh, couple times over the last years and it's, and that, those talks, just going back to that is one, your husband may listen to it because it's talking to someone <laughs> as a podcast, podcast <laughs> called sex with Emily. Um, and, uh, but it talks about emotional, you know, hmm. th- those specific ones talked about emotions within sexuality and, you know, how guys view things, how girls view things. And it's three guys that are pretty enormous um, as far as, you know, they're pretty jacked up, uh, very physical. Um, and Tim Wait, Ferriss. what do you mean? Successful? I don't know what you mean, enormous, jacked up. You mean successful? They're huge bodybuilders. Oh. I mean, they're bodybuilders. I mean, they're just, it's a, it's a, basically it started as a fitness thing and mm-hmm. it's evolved into both fitness, emotional, business, well-being, well-being holistic, well-being, holistic, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they talk about different, all different things. Okay. Um, Any authors or thought leaders like people you followed or or every time a book comes out you read it who are those people for you Aww. i mean i get a book every day i know um, mel does get a book every day you guys literally a box come from him every day yeah. he's worse than i am it, it, who do you love tony robbins have you moved away from him or do you still no. um, tony his, robbins his books fan? have evolved now they're more on financial mm-hmm. issues um richard bronson's great mm-hmm. um Tim Ferriss um, is Anthony is Bourdain. Great. Uh, he, I mean, his books weren't uh, Anthony Bourdain from his um, shows. Um, you know that that was pretty amazing. Um, his books, 
I thought you liked his books, no? Very. There's only a couple of them, so, okay. but yeah. Um, again, other other podcasts um, that I would say is uh, Joe Rogan, mm. um, which I think a lot of guys love to watch because he is all over the spectrum. Um, if a lot of you don't know who Joe Rogan was, um, if anyone ever watched Fear Factor, um, you know he was the host of that. He's big into MMA, um, big into martial arts, but he has Elon Musk. He has. Uh, different different women he had a woman that was fascinating um uh, her last name is valentine she was an attorney uh in canada um and uh said this is not for me and she quit everything and became a spear fisher um so that's what she does full-time going around the world and helping feed people um and you know found uh found her Instagram and started following it. And, you know, I share that with my daughter where it's like, Hey, there's mm. this woman who's a spirit fisherman. And that's what her life is. That's cool. pretty cool. So all over those, um, I mean, there's, there's a ton. Okay. But that's but, a place they those can are, start yeah. mind pump. And they're, they have hundreds of episodes, um, yeah. all go over back. the place that you can go back. Um, a good dad one, if it's specific on dad would be dad's edge. Okay. Um, that I just started listening to mm-hmm. in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few woo-woo things on it, but overall I think it's a pretty good podcast, and that's more on – that's pretty specific on dads. You know? So there was a thing recently on uh, screens. Um, okay. There was a thing on you – know, and it's also dealing with partners. And, okay. Can I ask you – I have two questions. One is – what do you not like about woo-woo? Or when you say that, I'm just, I'm honestly asking, I'm so curious about the resistance that some of us have. And since you brought it up with that tone, I really want to hear what is it? Is it that you don't believe it? What is it? That no, you... I just don't, I don't like the tone. So I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah. Um, someone I used to listen to religiously oh, was, yeah. was yeah. Um, Lewis Howes. Um, yeah. who's, and, he's, and I still have him on my thing and Lewis Howes. Um, School of Greatness. Um, I thought you were going to say Rich Roll. Rich Roll. Actually, we could talk about either one. Let's go Rich Roll. Rich okay. Roll is much better. Thank you for bringing that up. So Rich Roll <laughs> is an amazing um, athlete. He used to be an attorney, almost died, um, and then went vegan, um, hardcore athlete and stuff. But he has a Rich Roll podcast. And he is out there, in my opinion. And by out there... Yeah, what does that mean? It, he's... Very, um, he's a recovering addict, um, so there's a lot of talk about recovery and addiction, which is fine. Um, and that, it's it's just it goes a little too much into spiritual, which I just, I can listen to it. It's fine. It just I lose interest. I don't. So I'm not sure I really know how to answer that. That's fine. I just if you listen to, to one okay. podcast I like and you listen to one I didn't. We could probably find the nuances to why I feel like I gotta turn this off. It just goes too deep. So I still listen to Ritual. Um, I'll okay. listen to individual ones, but if I get into it um, and I'm like, this is just he's going too down the rabbit hole on addiction or something. It's just it's just not of interest for me to okay. to, to go down. And what road. about Lewis House? Can you identify with him? Is it the same thing? It's hard to specify, but you just it's, it's not for you. You don't it's, relate it's to not, it, maybe. Yeah, I probably don't relate to, to some of the way that, yeah. that he talks now. Um, whereas before it was more... Spe- I'm, I'm very more blunt, specific. Let's yeah. get to the point. I don't have time to, to sit right. around. Got it. Um, where... <laughs> sit so, around and talk about self-care. Well, no, I love the self... <laughs> Which is what we're doing. <laughs> well, no, I love the self... The self if, you're, if we're going to talk about self-care, but I don't need to hear about other things. Like, it's... Let's Got it. talk about the subject and let's, let's go. Did yeah. you listen to the Joe Dispenza, Lewis Howes one? Yes. Because he didn't really let Lewis talk. I mean, Joe just boom, boom, boom. And that's probably boom. why I listened. And it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was good. Um, okay, how can women... Oh, this was the second thing I was going to say. My second question that popped up that's not from Thrivers. This is just my own, my own interest. What is your take on Tim Ferriss's turn over the past year uh, with his meditation and his talking about his emotions, his anxiety, his breakdowns, and his silent retreat? Um think that Tim and I have very similar personalities yeah um indeed and by that don't if you start listening to him Tim is very scientific he's a genius and he's I I I am not like that um I'm a smart guy but um I I he takes it to the extreme yeah um but from an emotional standpoint he's 
even though he's speaking and, and doing all these things, he's very much an introvert. Um, yeah. Very awkward, socially awkward. If you listen to any of his, you know, long-term things or read his books. Um, but when he comes to actually speaking, he goes out of his comfort zone and, and he, you know, can perform really well. And, and I'm very similar. I can go into a meeting and I will take control of that meeting if that's my responsibility. And I, I don't have a problem with it. But if I go to a party, I'm the guy in the corner. <laughs> just yeah, there's, where's, where's Plez? Plez is, oh, she's at the center of all those people over there. Hey, where's your husband? Uh, he's over in the corner, <laughs> sipping his beer. Good downing his beer. Yep. <laughs> Not sipping. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> hiding um, from you people. <laughs> so, but yeah, in the past uh, year, two years, he's really, you know, taken on meditation and, and he'll be the, I think, will be the first in his podcast. Miller, <laughs> sorry. That you can, trick. that you can um, hear that he's, you know, he's changing and he's trying. You know, mm-hmm. he has a lot of emotional baggage. Um, mm-hmm. He's someone that. You know, almost killed himself in college. That was not me. I never have contemplated that. And can't understand that one. Um, but uh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. he's. You can just tell in, in his interviews, he goes much deeper and, and is okay with, um, uh, you know, with with going down those rabbit holes, which which is great. But he does it in a very scientific, um, specific way to where he's not. Can't describe it. I mean, yeah. You but you to him, listen to him talk about his meditation stuff, or no? Is that not interesting sure, to you? Yeah. You do. Yeah. It's just fascinating the delivery and who we connect with. Well, that's why I'm just and saying that authenticity. Yeah, totally. I'm just saying if you know, you have someone you really like, again, like um, if someone's coming out with a book or something, I might listen to three different podcasts with that same speaker because I really enjoy listening to him. But I'm going to get three different deliveries. Mm-hmm. Um, one's going to be more formal. Mm-hmm. One's going to be more funny. One's mm-hmm. going to, you know. One's going to be half hour, and if it's Tim Ferriss, it could be three hours, mm-hmm. and they're all great. You know? um, okay, I want to ask, how can women, this is from a thriver, how can women best support men who may not want or know how to or feel comfortable digging deep or getting into the messiness of life? So the woman wants to dig deep, get into the messiness, but the man the husband or the spouse or the man may not, how do we support them? Or how do we deal with that from your opinion? Sorry, the that's dog like, is drinking like water. Dog. <laughs> We're just going to let him drink. Um, I don't think you can. Okay. Um, you know, I think you can present things um, to, to your significant other and they have to be the one that wants to do it. It's just like, you know, you presented yourself for years of hey you should do yoga hey you should you know mm-hmm. here's some benefits I'm getting with with meditation or you would do it in your own subtle ways and yeah. stuff and yoga has not taken and it probably won't it's just something I'm I don't remember in. that's and I don't ever remember trying to force you to go to classes no, there was no or anything I'm not or saying forcing. you should just I'm so not, you know I just I feel defensive about that because I really intentionally was like I don't know that this is for him I don't yeah. really picture you no, in there I, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying you did, but you would present it in different ways. Yeah. And, which is fine. And once I came to realize and did my own research and saw, oh, these people are doing it. And yeah. These people are People meditating. you looked like and re- related to. Um, yeah. Like or looked up, or men- looked up to. That's mentors, what I mean. That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's sure. what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a member of, um, uh, of EO for a number of years and stuff, entrepreneur organization. And, you know, listen to those speakers and stuff, and you yeah. hear, oh, these people are doing yeah. um, positive psychology. Yeah. You know, I, uh, Caroline Smith, you know, was a speaker, mm-hmm. what was that, seven, eight years ago? You mm-hmm. know, it's when I first started hearing that, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, as people in your groups are talking about it, then, mm-hmm. you know, you make that decision. But if you're in a group of a bunch of guys that all they do is fantasy football, no, you're you're not going to get that, but who knows, you know, some guy might, you know, have a separate life that, that, you know, it comes through, but you just can't force it. Um, so the support part is just letting them be, it sounds like just do you and let them be them. I mean, when we're talking about support, not, yeah. not putting things, shoving it down their throat, not trying to get people to change, but I want to deal with the messiness of life and look at realities and you don't, let's say not in our case, but let's say, so to support, it's just listening and allowing people to be who they are. 
Yeah. And I mean, I think if you try to force it, you're going to get the exact opposite reaction, especially if it's someone with kind of my personality where you're going to push, I'm going to push back harder and it's, it's not going to end well. Um, whereas, but the other thing I think is if it's something you enjoy, you know, as a lot of these things are, you know, you keep doing it. And I think the other person is, as long as they're looking are going to see that, Oh, you know what? She's benefiting from these things or I've noticed a difference in her personality or I've noticed her, Hey, she's being more assertive. She's speaking up, um, you know, not to me or, you know, to the husband, but to teacher school, something at work, she comes across and it's like, Oh, maybe I should look at this more. Something as simple as kombucha where you drank kombucha for years. And I'm like, that's disgusting. And then all of a sudden one day I came home and I drank kombucha and it was fantastic. Yeah. Couldn't get enough of it. Um, so it's, it's just giving time and you know, some things will click and some things have no interest and that's what being in a partnership is like, you know? Um, okay. Next question. How do you balance life as an entrepreneur with staying fit and engaged with your kids? I don't think you can do all those things at once. It's very challenging. Um, And I think it's, you know, the fit part is I know that from my dyslexia and my ADD and my somewhat OCD, um, if I don't work out, I'm no good for anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm no good for myself. I'm no good for my family, my wife. I'm irritated. Um, I just, I have to work out. Mm-hmm. And it's not long. You know, this morning I worked out. It's typically half hour, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 45 minutes, but that's it. Uh, and that's all I need. Um, and it gets my mind cleared. It just helps, helps me out significantly. So just like with reading and just like with um, meditation, you know, any of those practices, it's kind of almost... Um, just it has to be done mm-hmm. um, uh, with you know entrepreneurship and, and you know work and father you know life father balance I mean that's it's challenging there's there mm-hmm. is no easy answer I mean I, I when I come home and I park in the driveway and I'm like okay I'm going in if I've had a really bad day I tell myself I'm not gonna you know react when I come in or I tell myself that okay just just leave it out but it doesn't always happen mm-hmm. I, I try um, but I'm not perfect and, you know, I'm sure there's some weeks when, you know, I'm just an asshole and I don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but it's trying to recognize that and say, okay, I'm, it's a new day. I'm going to do better. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try. Um, so, and it's, it's just trying to, you know, being at the table and leaving my phone somewhere or, you know, if I'm playing Legos to, you know, just make sure I'm trying to be there for, for them. And, you know, it's, am I a great father? I'm okay. But there's, there are skills that I'm not. You're a great father. Please don't say okay. No, but there's areas that I'm not a great father. And, and, you know, I'm, I am human, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to learn those, um, and get better at those. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of that stems from my mom. Um, a lot of that stems from my dad, you know, and just the way they raised me and, um, you know, it's something you can't just change. Um, and I think that that's your, the answer to the, how to balance life as an entrepreneur with staying fit and engaged with the kids is your intentionality. It's your Mm -hmm. awareness. Yeah. Is that, that, that is something you think about regularly. Sure. Um, okay. There's two more Thriver questions and we're going to wrap up. Um, how does Mel describe your interest and what you do now that it's not as simple as yoga teacher? <laughs> I guess it depends on who I'm, who I'm talking to. Yeah. Um, you know, but for, for the most part, when <laughs> people ask me how you're doing or what, you know, what, what you're up to and stuff. I mean, it's, uh, you know, basically I said, you know, she's, well, right now, um, you know, that she's, you know, teaching at AU, um, that, that's something that she's wanted to do and had an opportunity for it, but, um, that she is doing client coaching. Um, mm-hmm. she's doing a lot of online courses that she's developing and, and working on and, you know, she's, she's basically looking at, you know, going back and, and maybe doing a couple of different degrees mm-hmm. and stuff. And, um, you know, sometimes people ask more questions. Some people are kind of like, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> and maybe you don't get it either. Sometimes I, maybe some, I don't. <laughs> sometimes I, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but I said, you know, she's you know, prof- 
pursuing what, what she wants to do. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, and I'm all for it and go for it. I know, and we haven't talked about Ayurveda once in this whole podcast. I don't think I've had one episode where that word hasn't come up, so I have to just throw it out there as my love of my life. Um, okay, last question. I'm a single parent raising a strong-willed 12-year-old boy. Does Mel have any wishes for something more or less that his mother could have done to support him through middle school? My son has a lot of passions for sports, and I cheer him on at every game. He wants to advance to tackle football, but I'm concerned about the risk of, en- of injury, so we are at a deadlock about his advancement. So there's two questions there. One is, what can, what can a mom do to support her middle school son? And the second is, how to deal with what we now know about football injuries and fears. Mm. And, I guess on the support, you know, you, yeah. so... While I love my mom, and somehow I'm sure she will listen to this podcast, and I will get an earful um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, my mom is fantastic. I love her, love her to death. Um, but you know, a lot of my social anxieties and social um, introvertedness, while some of it I think is just that's inherent, um, you know, stem from from that. And mm-hmm. you know, she just always hovered on me. Not hovered. That's the wrong use of words. Um, was always, you know, coming behind me and checking and I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. You just, I think you got to kind of let your kid just be your kid. If the kid wants to play football, you can tell him no. Um, but he's just going to get upset. Um, however, in the sense of, do I agree with football? It's a tough one. I mean, I grew up playing football. I was always a swimmer, but you know, when I was in junior high and, and you know, when, we were at, finally had a football team, you know, I went out for football and I played for a couple years, but swimming was always my passion. So I, I went back to that. Um, and you know, if there was lacrosse reality is I probably would have played lacrosse the whole time, but it just wasn't where I was at at that point. So, you know, both of those sports, um, I think they're challenging just from the head injuries, from the bodily injuries, kids are going to get hurt no matter what it does that, that don't, don't, they're going to get hurt and mm-hmm. you want them to get hurt in the sense that you want them to push and you want them to learn. I think focusing on just one sport is a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was growing up, it was once, again, once I got to where we could do sports, I did a sport in the fall, I did a sport in the winter, and I did um, sport in the spring and then the summer. Almost the whole time I was always doing swimming, but I was also doing football, lacrosse, mm-hmm. I'm not sorry, football, track, um, cross country, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always doing different activities. They were doing different muscle, um, you know, muscle attributes. Whereas now, you know, my, my business partner is a perfect example. His kids have been doing lacrosse, you know, nonstop since they were probably five or six. And they're now, I think, 11 and 14 and they're amazing. Um, I mean, they're both on travel teams and I can't believe the schedules that he has and stuff, but they're so fixated on one sport. I think if you look at, you know, where things are going and stuff by the time kids are, you know, high school and go to college, they've sports specified so much that Mm -hmm. you're just getting tons of injuries. Um, Mm -hmm. It's insane. Um, And then, you know, again, with football and something lacrosse, more so football, it's really the concussion end of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have a really good coach and stuff where if you got hit you're out until you get you know evaluated then I think that's great but I think that's probably five percent of the country that does that whereas the rest of them are just like you know like when I was a kid you just you got back up up and get back out there Mm -hmm. um I know that with again my partner's kids uh, his um daughter you know had a concussion um but they immediately saw she got hit kind of weird she was out she had to go get evaluated she had one and you know couldn't come back until you know, she got mm-hmm. the go ahead. So I would hope, I, part of me, you know, hopes that Milo does not do football, but if that's what he wants to pursue, then I'm all for it. It's just like mm-hmm. if Milo came to me and, and, or Sailor came to me and said, Hey dad, you know, I'm going to go into the Navy. I want to be a SEAL. Mm-hmm. My heart would drop and I would say, Ugh. but at the same time, I'd be like, go for it. That's mm-hmm. what you want to do. You got to go for it. You know, it, well, and it's, you can't, you can't protect them. It's hockey, it's skiing. I mean, there's so many layers and levels. So as a mom, you know, so closing up this question, is there anything, what do you think that we as moms, 
Um, what's your perspective on, on our parenting in terms of how do we provide them th- the best support? I think you have to let them, if that's what they want to pursue, I think you have to let them pursue and just have it in a safe environment mm-hmm. um, and, you know, get them the training they want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reality is if they're not pushing and getting banged up once in a while, they're not growing and they're not getting better. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know. Is there anything on the single parenting front that you would say um, single um, parents should be thinking about in terms of giving their sons some other experiences or, I don't know, I'm even thinking maybe introducing them to some of these authors or podcasts, some of these male influences to give that male perspective so maybe there's some people they relate to that are kind of good good. role models. When I was growing up and stuff I mean again I just you know I, I don't think I was like my friends where you know my friends were reading Dungeons and Dragons and I was reading um How to Win Friends and Influence People I mean that just you know I was reading Lee Iacocca I yeah. mean you know biography that's just what I've always been interested in it didn't business yeah it just biographies were my big thing think and grow and, rich the Napoleon yeah yeah so yeah, but I think those had positive impacts on me, and yeah. I think that they were really good. Yeah. I'm not saying you need to give them self-help. I mean, it could yeah. be reading Mark Twain. It could be reading, yeah, yeah. you know, you know things like where they like fantasy and, you yeah. know, they want to portray, um, you know, Ernest Hemingway or some, something like that. But, yeah, I think those are good. But I also think that, you know, in this day and age, really, YouTube. I mean, yeah. you know, they don't have to necessarily read something if they don't want to. Uh, a lot of people necessarily want to right and you Um, take a few classes online that are mm -hmm. science and technology based portals of expansive learning right what's the name Mm -hmm. of the um so i'm a member of uh, abundance um, 360 360 digital right um which is peter diamandis um who's just an incredible guy um if you google him you'll find some podcasts on him and stuff where he's speaking he wrote um abundance and um uh, one other book that are basically just goes through like you know shows that hey you know the world is actually one of the most incredible places that there is today yeah. and that it really isn't as bad as it is because most people are just feeding on on news that negative negative things um, but if you I mean it's just amazing I mean the, the interviews and the, the you know the short blips yeah. and there's a cost to it um, it's not inexpensive for a yearly membership however you could go on and you could look at um you know, YouTube and, and find interviews with him. Yeah. That he, and he's been on Joe Polish's Genius Network and a couple others where you can definitely get clips and just learn. And yeah. It's great. Okay. Any final thoughts? Anything you want the Thrivers or the Little Om community to know about you? Just that I love you. <laughs> Give me kissy. Thanks. <laughs> um, you're so private and you opened up so much. I love you. I'm proud of you. Um, maybe you guys will get them to do a second interview in the spring. So if you have more questions about parenting relationships and intentionality, this is our, this is our guy. All right. Thank you guys. Thanks Mel. Love you. Thanks. Bye.